Welcome to the Manage My Wedding podcast, where we believe your wedding is the most important time in your life and you deserve to feel supported and organised when planning the wedding of your dreams. I'm your host, Yvette Sitters. Hello and welcome to episode 61 of the Manage My Wedding podcast. Today I'm going to be doing a Q&A, so I'm going to be answering some of the questions that some of you have given me. I did go out via email and on social media asking if you had any questions that you would like answered on the podcast to let me know. So I am going to be answering some of those today and they're actually really good questions, so make sure you listen through until the end. But before I do that, I just want to read out a review that I received from Jade Burke and Jade titled this, I'm so glad I found you. And she gave the podcast five stars. So I stumbled across this podcast by pure fate. It started playing after a true crime podcast finished and I'm so happy it did. You just make planning seem really approachable. I've been really literally putting it off because I just don't know where to start. This has made me feel excited to begin planning and actually begging to make decisions on what my day will be. I can't wait to listen to more episodes. Thank you, Yvette. I'm off to follow you on everything and most importantly, to download the app. What a beautiful review. Now, I have to mention that Jade also did reach out on social media after she left this review and asked me some questions because she was feeling stuck with her planning with family that were overseas and really wanting her parents to be there on the day. And I was able to voice message her and work through that with her. And uh, Jade, if you are listening, I absolutely love chatting with you. And, you know, it's people like Jade that honestly make this all worthwhile because I created Manage My Wedding because I just wanted to help take the stress away from wedding planning. I wanted to remove all that, you know, the fluff and all the Pinterest um stuff and just actually help people know what to do and simplify it. So I'm so glad I could. And thank you, Jade, so much for that lovely review. And if you haven't left me a review, I'd love you to jump back into the Apple podcast app and leave me a five-star review. And if you do that, then you go in the draw to win one of my monthly $100 bridal wedding packs that I give away at the start of every month. They're full of wedding day and hen's party goodies. But when you leave a review, it also helps other bridal couples find the podcast. So the more I can help, the better it will be. So thank you again, Jade. Now back on with the podcast. And like I said before, I did actually go out and ask people to let me know if they had any questions they'd like answered. So today I'm going to be covering off some of those. Now, the first one that I was asked was love some ideas on ways to make your day more special. This was from Sam and she said that she loved the card idea that I gave. So for those of you that didn't see that in my reels on Instagram, and if you're not following me on Instagram, it's just at Manage My Wedding. I did a little bit of a reel on the fact that, you know, on the morning of the wedding, yourself and your partner are usually really nervous and can feel a little bit stressed. So I always suggest having a card that you give each other the day before, but you tell each other not to open it until the morning of. And some people like to pair that with a gift, but you don't have to. 
And in that card, just writing how excited that you are about your wedding day and how you can't wait to marry the love of your life and all the things that you love about that person. It is such a beautiful way to start your wedding day, but it can also really help with some stress and some nerves. And some people don't want to show too many emotions at the ceremony. Some people don't mind, but it'll help get some of those emotions out and maybe make you feel a little bit calmer. And who doesn't love receiving a love letter? Like, honestly, it's just pure magic. So I definitely suggest that is one thing that you definitely do. Another thing that I always like to suggest to answer that question, which was love someone is some more ideas on ways to make your day more special. I always suggest that you leave time between the photographs and the reception starting. And I, you know, people will wait for you. It's your wedding day. Too bad. (laughs) And I always say, you know, the day will be more special and more memorable and will slow down more if you take a break between those photographs being taken and your reception beginning. Because you can sit down, you can have a a drink, whether it's with your now husband and wife or wife, or if it's with your bridal party, you can reflect on what's happened so far. You can have some cuddles and you can rest and refresh. And it will just slow that day down a little bit. And just honestly, it'll make the day just feel like it goes just that little bit longer. And it'll also help you remember some stuff that you might not remember after a five-hour wedding reception, which can be pretty hectic. The other thing that I always suggest, and I cannot reiterate this one enough, and this was suggested to me on my wedding day, and I tell you what, it's definitely one of my most favourite tips, and that is that during the reception or during the night, you need to carve time out to go and find your partner that you have just married and take them away for a moment and just have a moment to soak in what is happening and just to share that moment forever. Because there's so many people that are grabbing you and trying to talk to you and basically want a piece of you. (laughs) So it, it is really, really important that you do this. Otherwise you'll say, oh my gosh, it went so fast. And I didn't even see my partner all night. So my husband, he had the camera, our own personal camera placed on our wedding table. That could be an iPhone for some of you if you don't have a good camera. And during the reception, he went and picked up that camera. He took photos of the night from our perspective standing there together. And then we took each other's hands and we went outside on the balcony just to take, it was I think literally 10 minutes on our own and just to have a kiss and a hug and just talk about what a fabulous day and night it had been. And I tell you what, that is one of my most memorable moments of the day. It was honestly just beautiful. And we could see everyone through the glass as well. And we could see what a great time that they were all having. And that's always a a reassuring feeling too. So that is something that I cannot stress enough. And, you know, that is probably the number one thing that you need to make sure that you do. Another thing that I did on my wedding day, which was just an absolute hit with my wedding guests and also really nice for myself and my husband is we had these photos printed of ourselves when we were little kids. My My husband's photo was the cutest little boy photo of him. 
And my photo was a photo of me as a flower girl when I was seven years old. We had them printed and on the top of them, mine said girls' toilets. Well, no, just girls, I think it said. And my husband said boys. And they were stuck on the toilet doors, bathroom doors or whatever you want to call them. And everyone loved them because they could see a photo of us from when we were little to what we had now become a new life that was beginning for us. But I remember also walking up to the door and seeing that picture and how it was just a really precious moment for myself because I was like, wow, I'm not that little girl anymore. Here I am starting this new life with the person I love. So that that was something really different. But honestly, it really worked a treat. And everyone talked about it after the wedding and on the night, everyone talked about it. They absolutely loved it. So, yeah, it's just trying to find little special things like that that will really make the day more memorable and really give some real um, heartfelt emotions to the day. I think it makes it pretty special. Another question that I was asked was plus one etiquette for weddings. What's the right thing to do? So for those of you who are wondering what that means is basically the question asking, do you need to let those single people invite a plus one to the wedding? The answer to that is it's totally the bridal couple's choice. It's your choice. Nobody else's. Honestly, if you can afford it and you've got the space, go for it. If you are really strapped for seats and budget, then I always say, if you haven't met that partner or in your gut, you think, well, they haven't been together very long. I don't see it lasting. You don't have to invite them. Yes, people are going to get upset, but they'll get over it. They honestly will. People forget things later. But honestly, it's it's totally a personal choice. There is no etiquette around this at all. It is all based on the bridal couple being able to afford it and how they feel about it. You know, it's your day. So I always say, make it your way. Honestly, I know it's a tough thing to make that decision on. And if a friend doesn't respect what your decision is, then how good of a friend are they? I always say. So yeah, be mindful of yourselves. That is the only suggestion that I want to give for that. The next question I was asked, actually a couple of people asked this question, but I was asked about suggestions for the ceremony and how can you make the ceremony more fun? It's, it's quite a good question. And it, it's really got me thinking because sometimes ceremonies can be a little bit serious and some people like them that way. It's all based on your personality. So if you are serious people or you're super loved up and you want it to be all about love, then that ceremony has to suit you. But if you want it to be fun because you are fun people and you're pretty relaxed or you're chilled and you're like, no, I want to do something different, then it is really good to bring something into the ceremony to reflect that. And one way is to talk to your celebrant. If you want a fun ceremony, one, make sure that the celebrant is fun (laughs) and they're not a serious celebrant because there are serious ones. You need to find one that suits you and your partner and tell them that you want the ceremony to be fun because they will know how to incorporate sayings and different readings and doing things to make it more fun. Plus, when you're doing your vows, 
it's really important to try and think of some things that will give everyone a laugh. I know that my partner and I did. My partner, you know, he cracked a few jokes about saying that, you know, he'll always love me as long as I pack his lunch every day. Because <laughs> I had always done that since I met him. And not because I'm a traditional, I do everything around the house. It's very 50 50 in my house. But I love making lunches every day. And I've always done it for my husband at the same time as doing my own. Even working from home, I do it. It's just something I love. I love being in the kitchen and it makes me feel good. And he loves it too. And I think I had in my vows a few things about, you know, I hope he still serenades me every morning from the shower and just just silly little things. And and the audience, they thought it was hilarious that we brought those things into our vows. So it's always good to try and incorporate some of that. Then you can also have a little think about, you know, how you're dressed. I've seen, I saw a picture once of um, the groomsmen and they were all in superhero costumes underneath their outfit. So at the very end of the ceremony when it was all over, they all unbuttoned their shirts and pulled their shirts open and they were all different superheroes. <laughs> so one was like Batman and Superman and, yeah, anyway, you get the gist. And that photo was brilliant. It was a really great photo and I have no doubt that everybody at that ceremony laughed and had a bit of fun. At the end of my ceremony, I um, after they said you may kiss, no, I was now pronounced your husband and wife. And then just before we're about to walk back down the aisle, which was outside in the garden, I lifted up my dress and underneath it in the hem in blue writing for my something blue said Yvette Sitters, my new name. And I've got the best photos of my husband and the groomsmen all laughing and cheering and yeah, it was, it was a really fun moment and I nearly didn't do it because I got a bit nervous, but I'm so glad I did now because everyone's talked about it for ages and it was absolute hit and it's probably one of my most favourite photos of the wedding day. So that you could do something a little bit fun like that and people don't do those things often, so it's unexpected. And when there's the unexpected, that's when people remember it and say that it was really fun. You could also do stuff with drinks and food before the ceremony begins. So, you know, you can serve cocktail ice blocks. And for those that aren't Australian, I forget what you call them in other countries, but I'm talking about ice cream sort of style. (laughs) But I've seen at weddings cocktails made into ice blocks or ice lollies, I think you call them in other countries. I just remembered. (laughs) So... That's always a little bit fun. You could have cocktail or mocktail slushy machines that everyone helps themselves to on arrival. Your ceremony booklet, the service booklet, I've seen before someone do a really funny one. So it had all the formalities on it, but they had really funny poetry to make it all kind of roll together nice and fun. And there was some hilarious things written on that. So that is always a really good thing to to try and incorporate if you wanted to. Uh, the other thing that I've seen done before is that before the you know official sort of start of the ceremony has begun, but after the bride has walked down the aisle and the bride and groom are holding hands, I've seen before they've asked their parents to hand over the bride, they've instead, you know, made some funny stories about the bride and groom's past 
And then the father of the bride's like, oh, I'm happy to pass her on because that's her bad trait. But they made a joke of it and it's been really funny. So I've seen that happen before. You just have to be really careful that that's done tastefully and that you both agree on it <laughs> and, and the parents as well. So you kind of get the idea. It's doing something a little bit different often makes it fun, but still keeping to your personality is really, really important. So I hope that helps give you some suggestions. And if some of you are listening and you had, you've got a fun suggestion or something you're doing, make sure you DM it to me on Instagram at Manage My Wedding because I, I always love hearing new ideas and things that are going to be done or have been done. Now, the last question I'm going to answer for today is, and I'll be doing more Q&As, so if yours hasn't been answered yet, they will be coming up. But that is how can we entertain our guests? Now, I do want to say weddings overall are entertaining. You're watching two people vow their love to each other. You're eating delicious food. You're drinking alcohol. You're dancing. You're eating cake. Like weddings are entertaining anyway. They're a lot of fun. But if you want to entertain your guests more, it's really about spicing things up and making things a little bit different. But you have to remember everything costs money as well. So it needs to be in the budget or sometimes you could find ways to incorporate entertainment with things that are already being done. So some of the suggestions I want to make for, you know, entertaining your guests is, sure, you have, can have musicians instead of a DJ. That is always really good entertainment and you still need to, you're still going to pay for a DJ anyway. So you can have a musician or you can have a couple of musicians in the one group. But I tell you what, music is key at a wedding. So I always say spend the money on making sure you have really good entertainment. Another thing is you could have a lady or ladies or men, whatever you prefer, walking around with those chandelier dresses that everyone takes their champagne glass from. You can have champagne towers. They are always a lot of fun to watch. And everybody needs the champagne anyway for either the toast or for the start of the pre-reception. You can have an oyster shucker, which I know that I've probably talked about before because I had it at my wedding and people loved it. I'm telling you what, it was like entertainment. They were shucked freshly. There was a lady standing there serving them and then there were all dressings of different types of flavours that people then helped themselves to and Everyone loved that. And I just incorporated that into that, you know, that pre-reception nibbles. And then I had the massive cheese wheel and the big cheese stations. That is always really good entertainment because everyone has to go up and do it themselves instead of the food just being brought to them. And it makes them move around and mingle more. Instead of dessert, you can have ice cream trucks or those gelato bikes I've seen everywhere. They're a lot of fun and they're yummy. So people then have to get out of their seats again and they have to mingle and they have to line up and they have to chat to the person that's serving the ice cream or gelato. I've seen a lot of weddings of late in winter doing s'mores and you have to stand by the fire and cook them. So how can I entertain your guests? Doesn't always have to be about having a musician or having a magician or having a clown walk around, you know, you can incorporate it with food and drinks. And that is something that you need to have at your wedding anyway. That's why I remember um, they're not done probably as much as they were, 
But lolly stations, they were such a hit for so long and people loved them. People love going up to the lolly station and helping themselves because it, it, it's a bit of interaction. So anything that you can find that is interactive really helps. Photo booths were very popular, but now you can literally get an iPad and leave it on a table with a bunch of different props and make your own backdrop if budget, you know, you're budget conscious and you can't afford a photo booth and people will have a ball, you know, leave a little note on the table telling them to use slow-mo big or boomerang just to spice it up. And then you put all of those little clips into one video to look at after your wedding day. They have fun on the night and then you're going to have fun afterwards looking at them all. Honestly, it'll be something that you will watch forever. And I'd say you'd probably watch that more times over than you would actually watch your ceremony being videoed because it give you a laugh. It'll show you how much fun that everyone was having. Games are very typical for entertainment as well. And they could be either the bride and groom having games. I did um actually a podcast episode and I can't, I'm so sorry, I can't remember the number it was at the moment, but it was how to keep guests in your in their seat. And that was because obviously there is currently a pandemic and we need to keep guests seated when there's restrictions. But even if we're not in the pandemic still, when you're listening to this or you don't have any restrictions, go and listen to that because there's some really good ideas for some games to help people seated. So you can, if you want to do some games during dinner or before or after the speeches, there's heaps of suggestions on that. And they've really got entertainment for everyone. But as well as those, you can also do outside games, which are a lot of fun. You know why people are waiting for the reception to start. And that's when, you know, you have your massive giant Jenga or your your noughts and crosses and all those things. But they are a bit more standard these days, so they're not original, but people still love them nonetheless. So I hope that helps. I could go on forever about entertainment, honestly. I could talk about it for a very long time. I probably could actually bring out a podcast solo on that, so I might just do that later. (laughs) But I hope all my suggestions have helped and I hope I've helped answer some of those questions that you have. Again, I will be doing another Q&A to answer other questions that I had. And if you're listening to this and you've thought of a question that you would like answered, then please come over to Instagram and DM me at ManageMyWedding and tell, ask me what your question is. I don't have to mention your name if you don't want me to. I didn't today on these ones. I can help you and give you some suggestions. And thank you so much to those who did message through your questions. I'm always very grateful when you come and ask for advice. And until next time, And as mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, if you'd like to head over and leave me a review, I'd be forever grateful and you will go in the draw to win one of my $100 bridal packs. And also, if you would like more than one entry, go and leave a review on the Manage My Wedding app and also on our Facebook page, and then you will have more entries into the monthly draw. And until next time, enjoy being engaged and staying stress-free and organised while planning the wedding of your dreams.